Hello and welcome to this Endo Life episode 118. I'm Jessica Duffin, I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This podcast is here to educate and shouldn't be used as a replacement for your current medical treatment. This episode is sponsored by my new free download, a natural pain relief toolkit for endometriosis. This four-page guide includes some of the main natural pain relief and strategies that I use with my clients and that I personally use myself. These methods are evidence-based and effective and have even gotten some of my clients off their medication entirely and have helped them to experience their first pain relief, pain-free periods. To get your copy, go to the link in my show notes or go to my website and it's on the homepage there. If you just look at the top, there's an announcement bar and you can just click on that there. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, and you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. Happy New Year, guys. I hope you've all had a happy and healthy start to the New Year so far. And I'm really hoping that this year for you brings health and safety and happiness for all of us. It's obviously been an intense time and yeah I'm just wishing the best for you all. Okay so I wanted to do this episode on the back of last week's episode on root causes of painful sex. I talk about bladder, the bladder, fatigue, pain and IBS all the time but I haven't really covered painful sex recently in terms of some solutions so I just wanted to give you guys some tips to inspire you and begin your journey You don't have to try all of these at once and you certainly don't have to try them all at the same time. Some of them are more long-term solutions and some of them are much more short-term. So hopefully um, you can find some short-term relief whilst you're working on any of the longer-term solutions. Okay, so number one is reduce chronic inflammation. So you guys know, (laughs) you know, I talk about inflammation all the time and it's because endometriosis is an inflammatory disease and it is a really big problem for us within the inter-community and getting that under control is really one of the key pieces to reducing our symptoms and the different pain that comes with it, whether that's bladder pain or pain during sex or general pelvic pain. So 
Obviously, if you want to understand more about the root causes, go back to last week's episode because I'm going to kind of assume that you've listened to that episode and I'm not going to kind of recap on those things um, much at all. So if we ignore chronic inflammation, we're really just allowing more pain signals to go off, more scar tissue uh, will grow and the nerves will become more sensitive over time. Um it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with this inflammation loop. More inflammation will cause more inflammation, especially if it's not doing anything, it's not resolving any issue. Nutrition is one of the key ways that we can lower inflammation. Foods that can cause inflammation include sugar, trans fats, processed meats and processed foods, gluten, dairy and caffeine. In some people, there are definitely reasons why you may want to be careful with dairy and caffeine in terms of hormones. And gluten has been shown to cause leaky gut in everyone, um, although that doesn't mean everyone's sensitive to it. Inflammatory foods can also include any foods that you're personally sensitive to, even if they are generally seen as healthy foods. You could do a four-week elimination diet where you remove particular food groups and then reintroduce them one by one to see what you react to. And that is one of the best ways that you can actually work out what's inflaming you. And I see some really incredible results from my clients when they do this. Um, but it's not every for everyone. Can be triggering if you have a history of, you know, eating disorders or you're already like not able to eat a lot. So if that is the case, just lowering your intake of sugar alone can make a huge difference to inflammation. I'd argue that trans fats, alcohol, and processed meats should at least be removed alongside sugar, but really just start with what you can. Um, and if you don't want to remove anything at all at this point, then for everyone, we should be looking at what are we adding in that's anti-inflammatory. And eight portions of veggies and two portions of fruit have been shown to lower oxidation levels and be most beneficial in research. So even though the NHS says five, they have openly shared that they only say five because they don't think anyone will do 10 and they wanted it to be realistic, but that the research does show that 10 portions of fruit and veg a day, leaning more towards veg, is the most beneficial for our health. Healthy fats like olive oil and fatty fish, nuts and seeds are incredibly beneficial for lowering inflammation as well. Beans and lean organic proteins such as wild-caught venison, um, wild-caught, like wild venison, so game, wild poultry, grass-fed, free-range poultry, red meat, the less the animal has gone through stress um, and exposure to chemicals and toxins and added hormones, the better, basically. So that's why I shared like wild-caught venison or something, because they have had a life where they just roam free and they're stalked. They don't know that they're going to be, you know, that they're killed. Um, so they go through much less stress and therefore their meat is less inflammatory because they haven't got lots of inflammatory cytokines in their body. Up to 1,000 milligrams a day of curcumin, 3,000 milligrams a day of fish oil and 2 grams of ginger a day. Um, I will link to my episode that where I include these just so that you can kind of go over how to dose and the research a little bit more on that. Finally, lowering your stress will in turn lower inflammation as the stress response 
triggers the production of inflammatory chemicals like cytokines and prostaglandins. So adopting some anti-inflammatory lifestyle methods such as breath work and yoga could be really helpful for you here. And I've linked to my anti-inflammatory lifestyle podcast episode for you guys. Number two is one of the most important for painful sex, and that's pelvic floor physiotherapy. And pelvic floor physiotherapy helps to release the tension and the tightness in the vagina and in the pelvic area in general. So it could actually help with general pelvic pain, bowel pain, bladder pain. If you can't afford pelvic floor physiotherapy, then there are online videos that are free on YouTube, and I'll link to those. There's also um, paid-for videos. They're about $19, and they are specific for, you can choose one for like vulvodynia, endometriosis, pelvic pain. So those are great, and I often recommend those to my clients. Or you could actually do patient courses. There are quite a lot of online patient courses as well for a tight pelvic floor or pelvic pain. I know quite a few of those for bladder pain. I'm not sure about for painful sex or pelvic pain in general, but um, I'll look and, and I'll link to those for you. So when you're looking for a pelvic floor physio, if you're looking for your own one, you want to try and find a women's health pelvic floor physiotherapist, not a sports physio. They need to be familiar with endometriosis, painful sex and other gynae conditions. And you can have like an online consultation with them or phone call just to make sure they're right and just chat to them and find out if they're familiar with these things. And when you have your first session, they likely won't go internal straight away. So if you're comfortable, they may give you a brief internal examination. But if you're uncomfortable and you're in too much pain, they will calm down the remaining the rest of your area. So they do external work on your pelvis um, and get you to do exercises at home until the pain has reduced to the point where you can have an internal examination. They can start doing work. But if you want to learn more about what a pelvic floor physiotherapy session may look like, then I'm going to link to my interviews with a couple of different pelvic floor physios, but also on my Instagram. If you go to my Instagram TV channel, I actually recorded my sessions with my pelvic floor physio so you can see what's happening. Um, and I have a whole, like, I don't know what you call them, episode <laughs> where I talk you through what the procedure is and how it begins and what to kind of be prepared for. So hopefully that is helpful for you. Number three is the owner. We've had the founder of the owner on, um, Emily Sawyer. She's been on the show. So you can go back and listen to that episode. And I've linked uh, to that in the show notes. But the owner has been designed for people who have painful sex. Ona is a stretchy rubber stack of rings made out of a non-toxic body, body safe material. And the ring goes on a man's penis or whatever form of penetration you're using so that you can control depth. Over time, you can reduce the amount of rings and see what's comfortable for you. But they do recommend starting with, I think, four rings. And then, you know, as you get more confident or you work out what you're where you're comfortable, you can reduce those rings. It's stretchy, so most of the time they're comfortable for the partner and there's lots of feedback on their website talking about that. You can stretch them, um, so you, I can't remember. They have instructions on how to stretch them and for how long, so you could also try that. 
But I would really recommend the owner. I think it's really worth the investment if it's something that you want to, you know, if you want to give it a go and your pain with sex is internal. So it feels like it's sort of like your uterus that's hurting or somewhere further up the vaginal canal rather than it being around your vulva or vaginismus. Because if you have those two, then of course just entering is going to be painful. Number four is chuck out perfumed and toxic products, especially lubricant, and get some sensitive, vagina-friendly body products. I've talked about this on the show before, but a lot of the chemicals that are used in body care products, um, period products, body creams, lotions, they contain toxins that have been shown to affect our reproductive organs and our hormones and have been directly linked to endometriosis. So this is a good enough reason to swap and go for non-toxic products and perfume-free products. So when you're shopping, look for like organic products, um, look for products that say non-toxic. They're quite easy to find these days. But also, a lot of these chemicals can change the pH of your vagina, which can cause irritation, may lead to thrush. I have a lot of friends who get thrush after they have like a, a bubble bath. And also these toxins and perfumes may even be irritating your skin and making it sensitive and causing a reaction without you really realizing that that's a problem. I always thought that the swelling I had kind of in my vagina was, uh, and I mean... Originally, I just thought it was endo. And then I switched lubricants and the swelling went down. So I was actually, and condoms, actually, I switched condoms. And I was actually allergic to those products, basically. And I always just used to think it was endo. So this is why I always say to you guys, like, don't just assume it's endo because you might be missing something that could be, you know, alleviating some of your symptoms. So if you can, look for products that are sensitive for sensitive skin that are toxin free and are non-sensitive especially anything that you're going to use in your vagina like body wash if you use wipes um obviously change those if you use lubricant then get a good vagina friendly one and i really really recommend if you have painful sex to use lubricant and i'm going to explain that in a moment I used to use Yes, Yes, Yes lubricant, but I've become irritated by that. And my friend does Into the Wild, does, owns Into the Wild, which is a plant-based non-toxic lubricant. So you could give that a go. My friend Olivia makes lotions and suppositories made with gentle, soothing ingredients, such as cacao butter. Um, and they're actually made to soothe pain and sore skin because she has vulvodynia and vaginismus um, and a lot of other conditions. And for your wellness, they also do CBD lube and suppositories, I think. So I'll put those all in the show notes. I'm not being sponsored for any of them. None of them know that I'm mentioning them. So um, there's no incentive for me, but those are just some options that I think could be really helpful for you. There are also quite a few body washes that I like as well. So I'll, I'll link to those too. Okay. 
Number five is don't rush and jump into penetration straight away. I know this sounds obvious, but if your body isn't ready, you can actually create tiny tears in the vaginal canal, which can cause inflammation, swelling, discomfort, and of course, pain. And if your body isn't fully relaxed and open, then you may also tense up upon penetration, especially more, you know, at least more easily. And that could then trigger the pain to return. Take your time to ensure you're relaxed, naturally lubricated. And if you're not naturally lubricated, then I really, really recommend a lube. Going back to that reason of like, if you're getting tears, then that's going to over time cause more irritation and swelling. So making sure you're lubricated is going to be really helpful. Now, I know it's not so easy to feel relaxed when you're worried about having painful sex. So that's why I'm going to talk about the next tips that I'm going to share. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to link in my show notes. This episode is sponsored by my new free download, Natural Pain Relief Toolkit for Endometriosis. This four-page guide includes herbal remedies and teas that are in your cupboards already, safe pain relieving supplements, essential oils for self-massage, and much more. There's a method for everyone, whatever your taste and your budget. Some of the options literally range from 40p to £10, so there is a range of things to support you. And the chances are that you're going to have some of these in your house already. So I'm hoping that this is a really accessible toolkit for you to get started. You know how I work. I like to make changes from our foundations of health, you know, nutrition, lifestyle. It's not about slapping on a load of like pain relief and supplements um, and kind of masking the symptoms. But sometimes we need a bit of help to get out the pain so we can actually begin to make some changes and feel better and these are the strategies that I use with my clients when they're stuck in the in a rut they don't have the energy um, and they're having too much pain to actually be able to take the first step forward so we just want to ease those symptoms get them out of pain so we can begin this coaching journey together so I'm hoping that if you're at this moment struggling to see the woods for the trees and get through some of your current pain that these methods are going to help you. To get your copy, go to the link in my show notes or just go directly to my website and the link is on the homepage. Okay, so number six is alongside all of this, but not necessarily always in relation to sex, is helping your brain to feel safe. So helping your brain to feel safe is going to turn down that stress response we've talked about so that your brain isn't firing pain signals left, right and centre. And the problem is, is that your brain is seeing sex as a threat. Your brain is feeling unsafe. It thinks you're unsafe. So it's continually sending out pain signals to try and get you to protect yourself. To help your brain feel safe, we use something called SIMS, safety in my body signals. And some of the most effective SIMS that we can use include breath work, meditation, yoga, walking in nature, and having a support network. I'm going to link to some research as well as some of my favorite tools for these 
in the show notes. So a couple of apps and some books, uh, bits and pieces like that. So this isn't necessarily about thinking, oh, you know, I need to calm down my brain because I can't, I don't want to have painful sex because that's probably going to stress you out in the long run. Um, we just want to add in these moments of calm on a daily basis so our brain can get used to feeling safe and calming down. We're essentially trying to crowd out the danger signals. Okay, so self-massage with something like a yoni wand. You need to be comfortable with this, but a yoni wand is essentially a phallic-shaped tool which can be used for pleasure, but also a self-massage tool and tool for painful sex. I spoke to Eleanor from the Yoni Empire um, way back in the beginning of the show. So I'll link to that episode um, so you can learn more. But she she had painful sex and she developed these, um, these yoni wands. But essentially, the tips of these wands can be used for identifying your trigger points. Um, so using the wand, you would kind of move in a clockwise, I don't know if it's anti-clockwise or clockwise, direction and identify your trigger points. So where you have the most tension or pain, and then you can use them to gently massage and apply a pressure to release the tension there. And this is actually very similar to what would happen internally with pelvic floor physiotherapist. Um, you know, there's various different things they do, but one of the things they do when they're examining you is kind of rotating and feeling inside internally for those trigger points and then putting pressure on those trigger points to kind of disperse that tension. Obviously, I'm not a massage specialist, so there are instructions on Eleanor's blog on how to use the Yoni ones um, specifically for identifying pelvic pain and kind of working through it. So I'm going to put that on um, in the show notes and I'm going to link to the episode as well. There, I mean, there are so many Yoni ones that you can get these days. I just like Eleanor Eleanor's work because obviously she has a history of pelvic pain and painful sex and that's kind of why she created the Yoni Empire. Of course you could also use your fingers um, to do this to give yourself like an internal massage and release some tension. I would probably look into some guidance on that but I would imagine it's very similar to what's on Eleanor's blog. If she has anything around that I would actually I'll link it for you. Okay, number eight is similar to calming the brain down. Asking yourself whether you feel comfortable in your relationship. Is sex difficult? Do you feel guilty? Are you being pressured? Or is it totally unrelated to sex, but you guys have tensions that are affecting, you know, your sex life or making you feel tense, which is then upregulating your nervous system and causing pain. Perhaps you don't feel supportive or heard with endo. Um, or maybe you're not sharing what you're actually going through with endo and they don't really understand. I know it can be horrible and awkward to talk about these things and you don't necessarily have to do this right now. Your relationship might actually be fine, which is, you know, which is wonderful. But if there are problems like this, you could do all of the other tips and you may still be experiencing pain because of tension in your relationship. Or perhaps, you know, your partner doesn't know how to be gentle with you. Maybe they don't realize the pain you're in. So communication is going to be really important here, but I understand it's a really difficult one to do. So with this, couples therapy can be really helpful, but I understand that that's a big risk. It's a big step and it can be expensive. I'm going to link to Relate. That's a charity that does 
affordable and free couples counseling in the UK. I don't know if there's an equivalent in uh, the US or in your countries. So um, I just recommend having a look. But, you know, if you're not quite ready for that, there are lots of podcasts and books and I'll link to some of those. And just talking and being more open can make such a difference. I'm always surprised by how little some of my clients talk about endo with their partners. And it's not even that they've really thought about it. It's just once we started discussing it, they're like, actually, no, I I haven't shared that. And it's sort of news to them as well, because it's in their mind so much that sometimes they think that may, you know, then maybe they've communicated it because they're thinking about it all the time, but they actually haven't. So that can make such a difference when they do start to be more open, but equally you may be open already and your partner's just not receiving this information very well. So that might be where, you know, having a conversation, having some therapy, reading some books, listening to some couples podcasts together, or even on your own may play a role. I really understand this is a difficult one, guys. So take your time with it and everyone has to reach that point when they're ready. Number nine is address trauma and any discomfort around sexuality. So if you have experienced sexual trauma, you know, you'll most likely benefit from some kind of support. You might have had that already, um, but some kind of therapy that helps you to process the trauma. Um, And sometimes trauma manifests in the body. So there are different therapies that can help you release trauma from the body um and there are also a lot more therapies these days that are particularly designed for processing trauma like emdr what i do is i'll find um there's a couple podcasts that i can think of and maybe a couple articles that i can link to so that you can kind of do a bit more reading on these kind of therapies for helping you to address trauma if you're not ready for talking about it perhaps finding a safer space in books, um, maybe books about healing. I don't know how, I'm not a therapist, I don't know how helpful books about trauma will be, but certainly books about healing could be could be helpful. Again, podcasts about healing and, and mental health could be very helpful for you as well. I'll look for some of these and there's actually a couple already that I can think of that I'll put in the show notes. If you're holding on to, you know, regardless of sexual uh, trauma, um, perhaps you haven't had any, but you ha- you're holding on to shame or discomfort or you don't even know what you like, then there are some amazing podcasts on sexuality out there and I'll link to those in the show notes. And you do have to find ones that you feel comfortable with. There are some that just just made me cringe but there there's something for everyone so it might be about kind of getting to understand more about sexuality and what that means for you and why you feel shame and discomfort around it in these podcasts or books there's a book I haven't read it but um I've been recommended it numerous times by different kind of people in sex therapy it's called come as you are so I'll link to that one and there's a couple others that I can link to as well Oh, actually, there's also a lot of workshops now around this. So kind of empowerment workshops, partner workshops, discussions, courses. Yes, there are. Um, trying to remember the name. I can't remember the name of the two women who run what I'm thinking of, but I'll, I'll find them and I'll put them in the show notes, the courses. They have online courses and they have retreats. Um, so I'll send those your way. 
Number 10 is visceral manipulation. I know I'm a broken record with some of these things, but it's because they work and I really believe that these should be included in our approach to managing pain with endometriosis, um, and especially in this case with painful sex. So visceral manipulation can help free up any frozen organs from scar tissue and adhesions. And as I've said before, clear passage is one of the most effective, but it's less accessible financially. And, you know, I do understand that. I've not been able to afford it myself. So I totally appreciate that it's not always in reach for everyone. Mercier therapy is another form of visceral manipulation, and that's designed for gynae conditions and pelvic pain conditions specifically. So that could be the next best option. I don't know the prices, but you could definitely, you know, find out. I'm going to link to their website and an interview with them. But there are also plenty of therapists who do visceral manipulation. It doesn't have to be these two kinds. It's still going to be beneficial. So I've linked to the database that includes visceral manipulation therapists. And it's a worldwide database. So you can just, you know, search in your area. Plus, a good pelvic floor physiotherapist should be able to do some level of visceral manipulation. I don't know how much they would be able to do, but my, my pelvic floor physiotherapist certainly does visceral manipulation on me. Okay, so just to recap, the 10 strategies for reducing pain with sex are number one, reducing chronic inflammation. Number two, getting a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Number three, trying the owner. Number four, swapping any toxic scented products for perfume-free non-toxic products and getting some good lube. Number five is not rushing into penetration straight away. Number six is adding sims to your daily life, so safety in my body signals. Number seven is trying self-massage, potentially with a yoni wand. Number eight is addressing any problems you may have in your relationship. Number nine is addressing trauma and discomfort around sexuality. And number 10 is trying visceral manipulation. And of course, you know, I discussed this in the previous episode, but there are some kind of more longer term things that may need to be investigated, such as getting to root cause your your IBS, which is going to be a much more long term strategy. But these are just some sort of top 10 tips that you may want to use alongside some of those health changes that you're making, like addressing your gut health. I really hope this episode has been helpful and has given you some food for thought. I certainly hope it's been more helpful than the doctors who tell you just to drink a glass of wine and get on with it. Um, so let me know if you find if you found this episode helpful, if you would like similar ones, and I'm wishing you the best of luck with your journey. I know how horrible, painful sex can be. So um, yeah, I'm rooting for you and I'm hoping this helps. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. 
really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. 